This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Back here on the KNC Masterpiece on 105.3 The Fan, Corey Majors, Mike Bassick, and Reggie hanging out with you today. Kevin's out but he will be back with us next week. Mike, I know you're going through the high school sports for, uh, is it this weekend, uh, the state championships? Right. It's already been happening. The lower levels, your 6A, uh, last night was your 2A and 3A state champions. So you had six-man football, 2A on Wednesday. And I'm sorry, I don't know the schools that are six-man and 2A, like if they're from this area, like, uh, Mart. I don't know where Mart is from or uh, Holly or if I'm saying it right. But we have tonight, I think, a very big game. South Oak Cliff tries to defend their state title. So they were the first team to win a state title in forever because they don't count the Carter State Championship in the late 80s as a Dallas DISD state championship because of uh, whatever they got caught doing. Gotcha. And, and so South Oak Cliff broke this decades upon decades streak of a DISD school never winning. And here they are again tonight, 7 p.m. The game will be, I believe it's on Bally's. It might so, be, yeah. It might be on the, the second del- one. Is it delayed a little bit? I don't bit? think it's delayed. Oh, I think it's extra. Yeah. yeah, because the Mavericks, I believe, are on – uh, you know, for me, DirecTV channel 676, but your channel 677 or 676.1 or right, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I believe you'll get South Oak Cliff tonight versus Port Neches Groves, which I don't, I'm going to assume that's probably on the coast, okay. probably near the Gulf of a Me- Gulf of the Gulf of a Mexico. Uh-huh. Gulf of a Mexico. Yeah. There are a lot of, uh, of Mexico. Is that right? A lot of fan texts coming in on the truckwreck.com text line right now. Mike Mart is close to Waco Okay, uh, from the two one four. Let's go Bulldogs. Scott uh, Surratt and Carthage go for nine and 16 years in an hour. Okay. Yeah. They started 11 a.m. Um, versus go, Wimbledon. Go Golden Bears from the 903. Abbott versus Westbrook for six man. Uh, Ho- Holly is 10 miles north of uh, Abilene. So, man, okay. there's a, a lot of people super interested in what's going on and they have very good geography skills. Well, too. How about tomorrow at 11 a.m., Alito? Very much part of our Metroplex versus College Station. Mm-hmm. And we know the Aggies have had a tough year, so that should be a game that Alito can win. Uh, both teams are 13-2. DeSoto plays at 3 p.m. tomorrow versus Austin Vandergriff. And then Duncanville at 7 p.m. once again for the fourth time in five years takes on Galena Park North Shore mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, for the state championship. And Galena Park North Shore is 3-0 and in those games. So uh, different things have happened. Obviously, the first one was... I hate saying this because it hurt my heart, but maybe the greatest play to end a a high school football game ever, as I believe at the time, Galena Park North Shore was ranked five in the country, Mm -hmm. and Duncanville was ranked number six in the country. So you had two of the top teams in the country 
playing each other for a state championship, and Duncanville scores with about a minute to go to take the lead, and then Galena Park North Shore throws a Hail Mary with no time left and catches it to beat Duncanville. And so this will be their fourth time playing in five years for the state championship. And uh, I know Coach Samples has never won a championship and has obviously been there with Duncanville for the fourth time. I believe he was a great coach, and I'm sorry, I'm forgetting. The skyline. Skyline. Yeah. And so he just – it would be really cool if really good coach, tomorrow, yeah. I will say tonight, if South Oak Cliff wins back-to-back. That would be amazing for our Metroplex. Uh, and then Alito, DeSoto, and Duncanville all win tomorrow's games. Man, lots of texts coming in. Really appreciate like everything that's going on. Lots of support, and that's the the great thing. Kevin and I, you know, we cut our teeth covering high school sports. That's where we started. Was we were, you know, in all the Plano schools. Allen was always in the mix on those, so we were always going up to the the final weekend. And it was one of those things where we just spent all day. Uh, just hanging out watching high school football, and it was an absolute blast. And to see the amount of people that get invested in this and and just the crowds. These crowds sometimes, Mike, are like college-level crowds with the bowls being filled up. It's it's a lot of fun. Man. There's usually tonight and tomorrow, there's usually about forty to 55,000 people at the game. So if you're, if you're just moved into Dallas-Fort Worth area, Hey, thanks for listening, because there's a lot of people moving into our Metroplex. Yeah, there are. And so sometimes you hear about high school football in Texas, and maybe you came from a place where it's not as big of a deal. But literally tonight for that South Oak Cliff game, there will be 40-plus thousand people there, and there is the possibility of tomorrow there being maybe 50,000 people at that game for a high school game. That is is insane to think. like, And because, Mike, I went to Brian Adams. Right. Dude, if we had if we had a portion of the school show up. It was mostly parents there to see the band and then at halftime the all the parents would leave because the band just played. Right. Like that's what I grew up at, but I then I went to go see like the Planos and all that while I was working uh, co- covering the beat and it was I was like, "Man, this this is what high school football really is, especially in Texas." And to know, like you just said, 50,000 people. I remember being at an Allen game. I think Jeremy Williams got a ball on the sideline. He's running on the sideline. I heard it was the old Cowboys stadium. I was like, this is like a real Cowboys game right now. It was that loud. So really excited for those kids to get that opportunity because, man, think about that. Think about playing in high school at that level. I mean, you played baseball at that yeah. level, at that high of a level. Uh, basketball. Did y'all go? Unfortunately, no. Okay. My junior year, we ranked number two in state and lost in the second round to Lake Highlands. But not because of you, right? Yes, honestly, because of me. Oh. I was 0-6, had a bad game. Uh, so that was, that's honestly, in a weird way, that's my worst that. moment in my whole playing everything. Okay, really? It's like that. I, I felt that so hurt bad. you the most? And I was crying two weeks later. I remember my dad uh, coming into the room and going, Michael, are you okay? And I just started crying again, just bawling. And I felt horrible because all of my buddies on that team, they were all just basketball players. That's all they were. They didn't play football. They didn't play baseball. I was the only one who did another sport. And I just felt horrible because it was our goal, our dream, our everything to play in Austin at University of Texas for the state championship. That's where it was always held when when I was in high school is it would be played uh, at I don't Frank even, Irwin Center. Frank Irwin Center. And there was a team from San Antonio that had a kid named Stan Bonowitz or Stanley Bonowitz. He went to Texas Tech and had a really nice career there. And it was supposed to be that San Antonio team versus us. They're really – 
didn't look like there was a team that could beat us. Carter was very good yeah. my junior year, too. Yeah, I remember that team. But uh, ended up, we just, we were up, and they went to zone, and it just screwed us up, and we played our worst game of the year and got upset, and I just felt horrible because here I was going to my next sport and kind of going to my other team. And they were done And competing. all of my guys were done, you know, and it just – that's my worst loss ever. But you're still really connected to those guys. I like love I've seen those pictures. Guys. Like that's a it's yeah. really cool that you're still connected. By and the I way, I didn't play my senior year. Sixty thousand they're pushing for at sock tonight. Uh, wow. So like like they're saying sixty thousand. Somebody said they played uh, at the uh, at for uh, North Mesquite when that stadium held twenty thousand, and that was insane. Like there's listen there there is really truly as somebody who's covered it, uh, been around it, like talk to those kids, Mike right after big victories and even after those big losses and had to like let them have their moments of hold on it's going to take me a minute to to talk to you before yeah. I can really get this out and seeing you know what their family just seeing all those things there's so many great stories that just come out of high school football and it's happening and tonight man for most of those seniors now they've made it to the state yep. championship game but this is their last game ever. Probably yeah, so. Yeah, they can play pickup football or they can play rec whatever. Or they but can this coach, is, yeah. This is it. This is the last time in their lives that they're really going to be competing for something. And I just remember that's just such a great feeling, especially I do think for public schools. And, and I know we're sticking on this and maybe we shouldn't, but I think you grew up and you got to know those kids mm -hmm. through grade school and through junior high and through high school. And for Duncanville, we grew up playing baseball and playing basketball together since like second grade. And so you that makes it really tight. I do think private school is a little bit different because then kids come from all over different parts of the city to then create your private school team. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, the Chris Lott, Carson Meager, Rex Burkhead group at Plano that I covered and then Zach Wolchuk was in that school like they had all played peewee football together and they learned the Plano system all growing up. And by the time they became seniors, this was their opportunity to, yeah. for everything that they'd learned. All right. Coming up next here on the KNC masterpiece. Do these guys deserve the franchise tag next on the fan? Sooner finds Miller, the wrister on the way deflection score lightning in a bottle for Dallas. They grab a two, one lead. Man, what a, another one that the Stars add on to it last night. Jamie Benn with a goal. Uh, Colin Miller with a goal. That was, it's nice to add some more to that. This team, Mike, I, I, I really think that we're going to see some special stuff whenever we get to that other end of the season where Good. the playoffs start. Right I, now. We need something in April, May, and June because <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's Dude. the only well, listen, and the Rangers starting to see. They season. are listen, the the Mavericks and the and the and the Stars, it's going to Here's what I hope. I hope when, that when the Mavericks pick it up, which they're going to. You believe me, Mike, on this. You just wait. All right. When the Mavericks finally start picking it up, I hope that the Stars don't go, "Okay, now it's time for us to slump." I don't want that to happen. I want both teams to be rocking along at the exact same time. That's the only way that this can make me happy cuz that it seems like our teams in DFW, we can only have one. Only one good team at a time, and that always... Uh, Do you think in our lifetime we'll ever be like the city of Boston where you just have a decade of, like, 10 championships? It doesn't have to be just football or, like, they just kept winning, whether it was the Celtics. Obviously, New England won a lot. You had the Bruins, who I believe won a little bit. The Red Sox won three World Series. Like, it was every year they had at least one team win a championship for, like, a decade. You want me to tell you the truth? No. I don't think so either. Here's the reason why. Everything here is too comfortable. 
And in that city, it is competitive. Like even people that just are living Their sports in, are life and death. Like they eat at restaurants like they're competing. You know, like they that is a competitive city. The Northeast is a competitive area. Here everything's comfortable. And you know, here's what, what's about to happen on the fan text. Well, that's because you guys are so soft on everybody. Okay, all right, we, blame us. Not don't blame the owners for not being competitive. Blame us. Uh, the owners are the ones that are out there doing the work. We're just part of the media. I get it. I understand. You can blame us. That's perfectly fine. Uh, the We do have Jerry Jones coming up here at 1030. And also, I wanted to point this out. Next week, next week, this station is giving away Cowboys-Eagles tickets. Wait, when did you say that? Next week. Oh, so okay. next Monday and next Thursday. Christmas Eve? Cowboys-Eagles tickets. We're giving them away Monday, Thursday, not just on this show. You get to celebrate the birth of Jesus with a Dallas Cowboys-Eagles game. And maybe a victory over the Eagles. How awesome would that be? So every time you yell JC uh-huh. at the game, you're celebrating, <laughs> you're celebrating. the birth yeah, of your savior. Exactly. Uh I, I wanted to ask you about this. I see this, I saw this list from CBS Sports yesterday. The franchise tag logistics. And All they're right. talking about next year's franchise tag. This will be interesting for the Cowboys. And yes, you're and you know, you kind of put everybody in a real conundrum this week with your posing your questions of forcing us to choose. And obviously Lamar Jackson's on here, Geno Smith has wildly made it onto this list because of his uh, play this year that nobody some. nobody could have predicted. Except uh, for some. Except for maybe Reggie. That's right. Josh Jacobs on here. Saquon Barkley. Tony Pollard. Yeah. And Dalton Schultz are on this list. I just don't think you can protect Dalton Schultz. I, I maybe I'm wrong on this, and I know that Dak loves him, and and we've seen as Dak has gotten healthy and Schultz has been healthy recently, he does like throwing the ball to him. He feels comfortable. He feels like he knows where he's going to be. He's not going to screw up routes on him. So I totally get why Dak Prescott would probably say Jerry or Steven or whoever. I really need Dalton Schultz on my team for the next three to five years, but. I just look at Tony Pollard, and I think, I don't know, and I know running backs hitting the market is not like the most favorable thing for them, but I just have this feeling that there's going to be a couple of very competitive teams that look at Tony Pollard and go, this is our Christian McCaffrey. This is our Alvin Kamara, and and maybe they might overuse him and overwork him because if you do give a dude, mm-hmm. let's just say $14 million, almost a million dollars a game, you start going, we need to get our money's worth. Yeah. Um, but – I don't know, Tony Pollard, and then... That's I, a, there, you have a very valid point. It's not like he's rushing for 1,500 yards this year. Right. And, in, I mean, he's putting points on the board, and that's awesome. But, you know, he's not blowing things out. He's not setting records. Yeah. So are you sitting there going, hold on, that's not, that's not what I paid for whenever you actually do pay for it. I mean, look at Zeke. If we were getting the production we've gotten out of Zeke the last few years and he wasn't making the money he was making... Everybody would be like, oh, okay, well, that's fine. And we don't have to worry. This is being brought up on the Twitch. We don't have to worry about Steele because he's a restricted free agent. Did I hear that correctly from Kevin this week that you don't have to franchise tag him because you have a lot of restrictions on him anyway? He does have a – I think uh, I would have to go back and look at his contract. This is where the NFL gets a little bit confusing to me on – like I understand restricted free agency in the NBA versus unrestricted. I get a little bit confused on what restricted and un – 
I know what unrestricted means in the NFL, but I don't know all the things that you have to go through to try to get a restricted free agent away from another team in the NFL. Yeah, I don't I don't know exactly where that stands either, and I'm, I'd be very interested to see how a lot of people approach that considering where he is as a restricted free agent, kind of seeing what he's what he's dealing with there. I the only, the only two people from the Cowboys that popped up on this list were those two guys. Pollard and Schultz. Pollard and Schultz. And and I think that like the Schultz thing is, you know, this is one of the, do you ask Dak or you just say, Hey, you were we're good. We or do you even leave the player out of it altogether in these situations? Because they have good yeah, relationship with each other. It's not Dak's fault at all. Dak earned his money and got his money. At the same time, he has to understand as a player who is now going to be costing you more against the cap. And I know that he's not 40-something million against the cap, but you eventually have to get all of it off of your cap, whether you want to keep him at 25 million on your cap next year and then it'd be 50 million on your cap a year or two down the road. It's going to eventually cost you a whole bunch of cap space to have Dak Prescott on your team. Is that sometimes you got to go, look, we drafted Ferguson. We have Hendershot. I can't remember if you drafted Hendershot or not, but you have yes. you have two nice-looking young players that are tight ends that Dalton Schultz looked like a nothing his rookie year. It looked like, are we going to release him? After his rookie year, he's coming to camp to try to make the team. He does not have a spot on this team. And because Blake Jarwin could never stay healthy, it gave him an opportunity, and Dalton Schultz ran with it. But I think you'd have to look – at it and go deck as much as you love them. And I totally get it. We really think Ferguson or and or Hendershot can also do that job. And we're probably in the third through seventh round going to draft another tight end to get our third tight end on the team who we like. And so I think you have to make these tough decisions. Now, the only thing that I would say is wouldn't make it tough for me. If the Cowboys win the Super Bowl, if they win, I'm bringing back Zeke Elliott. I'm hey, you gonna, gonna get I'm freedom. Gonna, I'm going to sign everybody back. I'm going to de- try to defend the title and screw the cap in 2026 or 27. Like I'm gonna, it's going to hurt, but I'm going to try to defend this title. If this team was good enough to win it all, then I'm going to bring back all the pieces that had us win it all, and I'll deal with the repercussions in 2026 or 27 in those years. Are you? Was that a shot at Mark Cuban? Uh, I didn't mean for it to be at all. But he, at the same time, we know what at happened. At the time, I love Mark Cuban so much that I was like, I get what he's doing. This is going to be great. We are going to get Dwight Howard. We are going to get Chris Paul. We are going to get Darren Williams. And obviously, Mark Cuban was the only person who read something the exact wrong way the other 29 owners read. And now we're dealing with the cheapest owner in all of basketball. So you were the one that brought up the Mavs there. <laughs> I will take my shot. Mark Cuban has really changed who he has been and it's been a long time now mark does not like spending money on nba basketball players coming up next let's talk with cowboys owner and gm jerry jones next on the fan we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back here on the KNC Masterpiece on 105.3 The Fan. Don't forget, next week, Monday and Thursday, the entire station will be giving away tickets for Cowboys-Eagles. And I know you're going to be looking forward to that, so make sure you Tolo turn it on and leave it on right here on 105.3 The Fan, your home of the Dallas Cowboys. And joining us right now is the owner and GM of your Cowboys. It's Jerry Jones. Good morning, sir. Hi, good morning. And, um, boy, it's not only good to uh, be where we are with our team and and uh, headed over there to Jacksonville, but it's good to be in the Christmas time of the year. Yes, sir. Yes, it is. Uh, Jerry Jones brought to you by Ford, built for Texas, built for you. Jerry, you are on the cusp of back-to-back playoff appearances, and I think that this is like the first time with, to win like at least 10 games in back-to-back seasons since like 1996. How significant is that to you to be in this position as a franchise? Well, it's very, very significant. Uh, it's important to uh, uh, everything we do. Uh, it's very disappointing not to uh, have had the consistency uh, to uh, uh, basically accomplish a, a steady playoff appearance uh, team. That's hard to do. Uh, and uh, you can go with that with uh, looking at uh, our competition all over the league. So it's uh, very uh, hats off to Mike, our uh, coach, McCarthy. Uh, hats off to the players, uh, and I'm proud for the fans. Well, and you just mentioned that with Mike McCarthy. He seems like, and just kind of knowing his the way he was in Green Bay, he seems like a guy that takes a lot of pride in doing what he's doing right now with this team. How much pride does he have in, in what he's accomplishing right now? Well, he's, um, uh, uh, first of all, uh, I, I don't know that the pride thing, that's a good good word, don't get me wrong, mm. but I don't know that that's what I think about when I see him. Uh, what I think about is his focus on the playoffs, his focus on uh, having a team ready to uh, compete under the circumstances of a playoff. Uh, in other words, he looks at the process of spring and training camp and, uh, if you will, the early part of a season. He looks at it as a preparation for when the real uh, football comes when it's really down to, as Bill Parcells used to say, I would never quit coaching if it were I could just start coaching in the playoffs. So um, uh, Mike uh, does uh, work that way. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he dismisses any early game uh, that we play, but it is about the playoffs with him, and I think that shows. Um, and and you're allowed to do some things that. Uh, uh, frankly, uh, where we are in the NFL allows to do. And you can make teams better as you move uh, toward the playoffs when you see that you're going to get a chance to be in it. Uh, that hasn't always been that way. But just because of the nature of how uh, players, uh, the nature of where we are in the game, the skill level of the game, you can do like we're doing and uh, pick up a, a, a Beckham or pick up a Hilton. Uh, you can do those kinds of things and make your team better at this time of the year. Why? Because there's some players out there that have uh, also had their eye on the playoff situation, and uh, they might not have committed to a team. They may be very capable of playing, 
they may be trying to get their uh, rehab better and uh, get to be a part of the team. We've seen it happen several times over the last few years. Jerry, I know a baseball season season and football season are very different, but I can remember when the Yankees were coming to town, the media would start talking about it, and friends and family all of a sudden really wanted tickets to come see you play, and you knew that they really wanted to come see the Yankees play. And I feel like you just talked about Christmas time a little bit, and already the national media, including us, are starting to talk about the Dallas Philadelphia Christmas Eve game and I think this is sometimes where you can overlook that opponent and you're not trying to as a player but so many people are feeding you the next game the next game so how is this game not going to be accidentally overlooked from the Dallas Cowboys well that, that's uh, that to me has always been a non-participant which is the most important part of the equation our fans but the participant, the player, he's more down in the wheel. Uh, he's more he's he's more having to uh, think of. Are you still there? Yeah, we're yes, we're here. Sorry, guys, I heard a click off. Yep. But uh, in other words, uh, the player, and for that matter, even the coach, which isn't as important. But that player, man, he's all he's down in the uh, the the technique of the guy in front of him. Uh, the uh, understanding of his assignment, uh, then uh, uh, that's not only beginning when the week starts as far as this overlooking thing, but as you get closer to uh, a game and when you get right up on the game, ready to go down on kickoff or getting ready to run out there, boy, all of that, that kind of periphery or that overhang of have we, of, oh, have we overlooked these guys, that goes away. What you're trying to do is not get beat or beat the guy in front of you, really. Jerry, the uh, obviously your offensive line and kind of where everything pieces together is a, is on everybody's mind right now. Do you think the offensive line we see this week or even throughout the next couple of weeks is going to be the same one we see in the playoffs? Uh, I think uh, reality probably would take exception to that because <laughs> the old word position flex or the ability to move around a little bit because why? You get nicked up. Hopefully you don't get seriously injured like we did with Steele and have to uh, really make a, uh, a more permanent move. But throughout the year, the, uh, the O-line and the players themselves are moved around and so that you can at least attempt to have some position flex. Now, I will say this. Peters hadn't spent any time out there right tackle, yet there he was playing in the game and uh, really the most important drive that uh, maybe we've had this year is going down and beating the uh, Houston team. Peter's our right tackle that came in that hadn't taken any snaps there. Uh, but he had played right tackle in his time. And uh, these guys uh, do have some good recall. Uh, they put those wrinkles in there when they were pretty young. I'm talking about in their brain, in their recall. And uh, they had a lot of reps back in their 20s usually or for that matter, in Tyron's case, and when he was in college, uh, you can get there pretty quick. Well, and to bring up Tyron, you know, when he when he started, he was a right tackle after you drafted him. Does does he still have that position flex? Are you looking forward to seeing him as a right tackle in the next couple of weeks? The answer is absolutely he does. Yes, sir. It's like riding a bicycle. Now you do need reps. Don't get me wrong. The more reps you've got, the better you should play, and that's a fact. But uh, still, uh, you have the experience he's got. 
the skill that he's got, the physical attributes he's got, uh, as well as uh, the experience and years ago that he had playing this position, all of that will uh, kick in here. You know, Jerry, a guy that we haven't talked about a lot on being such a contributor this year is Leighton Vander Esch. And his rookie year was amazing, and then he dealt with injuries the last few years. But this year, can you talk about his resurgence as a really quality player for your defense? Well, uh, first let me start with uh, his mentality, or let me start with just who he is. And you couldn't draw, you couldn't draw a football player up in this league uh, and uh, have one drawn up better than what uh, Vander Esch is. And uh, uh, you've got to watch guys because sometimes what they're asked to do, the system, uh, really complements what they do the best. Or sometimes it, uh, 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 it's all football, but still they can do some of these things better. Well, uh, first of all, he's doing uh, things that uh, he's evolved into, uh, but he's doing some things that uh, uh, really suit him. And so uh, he's being able to go from side to side. And uh, that's, to me, when he shows up the most. He's got terrific range. He's got terrific wingspan. So he's really troublesome for those quarterbacks when they're looking at those short throws over the middle. Boy, he's got a big arm span. All of those things we knew about. Uh, But it's sure good to see him moving and having the range that he's having. Now, he's had that. Don't get me wrong. But it's good to see it. That game that I saw him play the other day was one of the best I've seen a football player play. Mm. And then one of your other linebackers, I know he's played a lot of defensive in, Micah Parsons. He recently said his body's a little bit more beat up this year than last year because he's playing more defensive in. How are you feeling about that with a month to go till you guys get into the do-or-die playoff situations? Well, I, uh, of course, uh, we're into such a critical time, and uh, we want him to be available for all the pressure that we can have, the pressure that we can have. And so that usually implies pressure on the passer, which usually implies from the outside. It doesn't have to. It can come from the inside. But, uh, uh, yes, uh, uh, there's no question that Mike takes a beating. And uh, when you're uh, as the type of player he is, when you're as aggressive as he is, uh, and so he does take a beating, and uh, uh, it would concern anybody that when you have as many plays as he has, as many physical plays, he's a space hitter, what we call a space hitter, and that means he's got a running start or whoever he's trying to hit uh, sometimes, except the quarterback has a running start. Those guys uh, get dinged up. Now, he also – made a comment on the Von Miller podcast about uh, Jalen Hurts. And right now he says, I'm sure that Philly hates me. And I was kind of curious, do you think there's a city out there that hates you, that that, that are a, a, a fan base? It's like, there's Jerry Jones, can't stand that guy. And how do you, how do you handle that? Do you kill him with kindness? Oh, I first of all, do you really think that? Uh, <laughs> I've, I've never thought of it that way. I've, I've always thought I was – I get so many Valentine cards from those cities. <laughs> Do you really think people don't like me? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know, Jerry. I don't know. Do you have a stack of Valentine cards in those cities? Come on, man. It's Christmas. 
<laughs> that's right. That's right. Lots a little love, bit. Lots of love being thrown around. <laughs> Tell them I'm the most popular guy there is in the deal. Dress it up a little bit. Give me a one thing to smile about. Gotcha. I got you, Jerry. All right. The um, you brought up Odell. Like you, you, you just brought him up in that conversation just a few moments ago. Is how alive is that, and how how close are you with him? Well, uh, the the second is uh, I'm not going to go how close, but I can go very alive, very much on the first question. It's very alive because because he wants it to be alive or did y'all reach back out like i'm kind of curious at how that play games i mean he and i want it to be alive and we all want it to be alive so uh, yes and so uh we're just working through uh things that uh uh, that were that are important to the future here do you feel like uh ty hilton will suit out on sunday and get uh live reps that listen that's a little speculation uh obviously some more to come uh, but he sure looked good at practice yesterday. And uh, we have uh, now an OW uh, vision of him. And so uh, it's good likelihood he will. Okay. And then it's, I would. Uh, well, it's, it's kind of an either or decision and, and a place there on our roster that uh, uh, the other player, and not necessarily at the same position, but the other player will have something to do with the roster spot as well. Okay. At another position, the availability of another position. Yes, sir. If we get really jammed up on numbers at another position, that could bump his number out as early as uh, uh, the uh, the game against Jacksonville. But I can't tell you that. I don't know. Yes, sir. So the game against Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence, number one overall pick, very hyped up, had a great career at Clemson. I was wondering what the Dallas Cowboys thought of Trevor Lawrence in the draft. Just uh, uh, was right there at our first uh, player picked in the draft. He was obviously a quarterback, which always bumped up. But still, uh, just uh, great skills, great skills, uh, uh, real rare skills throwing the ball. And, uh, boy, he's uh, he's played well for them. Just like just ever bit as good as uh, we had him. Uh, uh, evaluated coming out as he would make a great pro. Jerry Jones, join us here on the KNC Masterpiece on 105 through the fan. The San Francisco 49ers are on a bit of a roll right now. And I don't know if you got a chance to sit there and watch them a little bit last night. I know you take part in all the games. When you look at that team, their roster, their coaching, where do you put them comparatively to the Cowboys right now and what they're doing with that rookie quarterback? Well, I would say, uh, uh, they've uh, uh, they're adjusting with that quarterback is uh, real impressive. Looking at the team as a whole, when you can bring in uh, at that position and play like they played last night or played like they played last week, and uh, punts it out with the kind of defense they're playing, that makes them an outstanding team. I'm, I'm very if you look at com- competition and what we've got ahead of us, very concerned about San Francisco. They've got a good team. Something else that popped up this uh, this week uh, was the targeting rule. I know there were some conversations this week with some meetings and everything, and Stephen Jones said uh, that he disagreed with the proposed rule for targeting on the field. And, and I was wondering, do you agree with Stephen on that rule? Well, I, I agree with 
Stephen. Yes, I do. He spends a lot of time on that competition committee, a lot of time, and uh, really gets into the nuances of very, very uh, real data, uh, not just opinions, but real data, filmed data. And so he gets privy to all that, and uh, uh, he's got that down every time uh, the way that uh, I think about it. Well, and, and I, I was also curious. I've never known the answer to this question. That's a pretty important role. I think there are nine people on that committee. How did Stephen get involved with that initially, uh, Jerry? Well, uh, it's um, really a compliment to him uh, to be in management as well as be on the competition committee. Uh, usually that was a, a coach's role. It is the one committee that I wanted to be involved in when I came into the National Football League. And so uh, I was honored uh, to be uh, uh, the uh, uh, only uh, uh, general manager that was on it uh, for years uh, with uh, Don Shula, with uh, uh, some of the great coaches, Marty Schottenheimer, some of the very great coaches. It was all coaches. We did it differently. We'd go off and go for three weeks, and you'd go to Hawaii or you'd go to someplace like that and sit there and go through all the – data and all the countless reams and reams of plays seemed like you looked at every play that had been played in the national football league during that time for me i learned a lot of football boy sitting there in that competition i think i was on it eight or ten years and i really learned a lot of football sitting around in those meetings looking at how officiating is done how plays are run that would create con- compromising situation for officiating and looking at what is sound and what isn't sound and have really uh, probably a litany of the greatest coaches that have ever coached in football, period, and get to do that. So Stevens had the same opportunities around a lot of great coaches, a lot of great people that have really spent a lot of time in this game, and it's been a very educational thing. But Steven is outstanding there, too. He's taken it well and spent a lot of time and gives us a, a great insight into the philosophy behind why they call some plays and why they don't on officiating. Well, Jerry, as we're looking up at the TV screen, we're seeing some highlights from yesterday's high school football state championships. Tonight, South Oak Cliff tries to defend their title. Duncanville and DeSoto are playing in Alito tomorrow in your stadium. I can always remember John Stephen and your son Stephen celebrating the unbelievable comeback of, of Highland Park. How much do you still watch these state championship games? Well, I go to them. I watch them uh, only in Texas. I'll assure you we've got the greatest football in this country, and we have it beginning at that, not beginning, but we have it in full-blown excellence at the high school level. And there's no reason. I used to say this, and I still do. If we could have exclusively North Texas, the Dallas Cowboys, and we only got the players out of North Texas, but we were the only ones that could get them. Cowboys had exclusive to North Texas. I think we'd win the Super Bowl every year. That's how good football is in North Texas. And it's an absolute pleasure to watch as well. Hey, Jerry, before we let you go, you were talking about the holidays. It is this week as we get ready for all that. Is that, do you have music? Do you have Christmas music playing in the office? I know you got the fan playing all the time, too. Do you have Christmas music and the fan playing simultaneously? How's that work for you? I can't get enough for Christmas or the trappings around Christmas. 
Uh, I like to see those uh, fruitcakes, believe it or not. I like to see that pecan pie, and I'd like one open around someplace all the time. Uh, I've got lights everywhere I go, Christmas lights, and I hear that music. I'll have a blue Christmas without you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but seriously, I want it everywhere I go, and you've made a serious question to an opportune time. This is favorite time for me, Christmas and football. Oh, yeah, man. And and now at the star, my wife was like, hey, we got to go out to Frisco. We got to go like take part in what they're doing out there. You guys are starting to put like a lot of uh, effort into making sure that there's that celebration around the star and around that whole complex there, man. Well, thank you for mentioning it. But we are. There's no question. Uh, that's gratifying that it looks that way. But to have that star uh, associating with football directly, the Cowboys, the playing fields, and then to put the all the kinds of trappings uh, around, not just the lights. Uh, that's a big part of it. And we want to grow that, and we want, as time comes, uh, it to be so special uh, because uh, we get a lot of visibility. Uh, that's shown a lot on national television out there at the Star. And so uh, uh, that's the kind of thing that we would, uh, tradition is really what it's about. And we rear back and fire at it now. We make it special and spend a lot of effort and money to do it. But we want to celebrate Christmas with football uh, via uh, the star. Well, you got one more week before you actually do have it on, on Christmas Eve. Looking forward to, uh, to this weekend, Jerry. Best of luck in Jacksonville. Thanks, guys. Enjoyed it today. There he goes. Jerry Jones, Cowboys owner and GM. And, man, the, the part of Mike for me – yeah. The like here's where I'm like okay, this is more of the show. This is where it is for me is when he says I want it to be alive. So does Odell, and I don't know if that's him saying that the connection between like the him and the team like that's what they want to be alive or the story. I know Odell wants a market, and by keeping the Cowboys name in existence, just by keeping Jerry talking about it, you continue to have that market available if you want other teams to be interested. Yeah. I'm super tired of the story, but I understand what Jerry just did there makes me believe that they're keeping a close eye on him and they want his rehab to keep going on. They're not going to sign him until I think, and I do think the Cowboys really do want to sign him, Yeah, but I think they're going to still wait another three more weeks because if he said he was five weeks away and now it's four weeks away, I wonder when it gets to be two weeks away if he can give the Cowboys a workout and an idea yes. the way Chris Collinsworth said on that game of you have to have an idea if he can play or not. And I think Jerry wants to sign him, but they have to have an idea that he can immediately help this team. He said it has to help the 2022 Dallas Cowboys. So I do think Jerry really wants to sign him, but he also needs to know he can help this year's team. Yeah, and I, I'm very interested. Maybe we can go back next week with this conversation, but – he said the way that the NFL is now, you can add players later in your season to help you focus on the playoffs. And I'm like, I do see that the Eagles added players this year, and that here the Cowboys have added a, a receiver, if not maybe another one at some point late in the season. And I wonder if that's because some of the older veteran players are realizing that they don't have to be on a team for the entire season if they want to make an impact and see where that kind of conversation goes a little bit next week. Coming up next here on the KNC Masterpiece, it's time for Forgiveness Friday, everybody. College football bowl names, do they need forgiveness? Next on The Fan.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.